the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tired of the negative news and flashover substance? It's time for Today with Dr. Wendy. Dr. Wendy Patrick is a trial attorney, patriot, and Ph.D. with a passion for people and a penchant for politics. Dr. Wendy brings you the headlines, streamlined, news you can use. It's time to be informed, engaged, and entertained. Now, here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Good evening and welcome to another edition of Today with Dr. Wendy. I'm Wendy Patrick and my co-host Larry Dersham and I have a phenomenal show for you tonight. And we're going to welcome back to the show one of our favorite people to interview. Uh, Larry, who are we lucky enough to have on the line tonight? Yes, Wendy. Uh, Today we have Esther Valdez-Clayton, and she's the principal attorney at Valdez & Associates located in San Diego, California. Esther is a political and immigration analyst for KUSI News in San Diego, where she provides immigration and political commentary. She is regularly interviewed on national outlets such as Fox News, Newsmax, and Telemundo, as well as international media outlets, including BBC World News, ITV, which is in the UK, and local media, including KTLA and NBC News, regarding immigration law and policy. Ms. Valdez is a free guest speaker throughout the United States. Thank you so much for joining us uh, this evening, Esther. I'm so excited to be with both of you. I love the in-depth analysis that you guys always provide. You're trying to see beyond the headlines, so thank you for having me on. Well, you know, we call ourselves the headline streamline because exactly the way you do, we want to get right to the issues. And I know you've got an illustrious resume and I'm uh, privileged to, to know you and to have known you for years now. And one of the things that I think you know a lot about having with your um, serving on the Coronado School District is really the issue of public school children and some of the issues they face. And I know they've changed over the last couple of years, but, you know, today, as we, you know, talk about where we are in September 2022, what are some of the biggest issues facing the public school children today? Uh, Definitely still, we're reeling from the closures due to COVID, the loss of learning, the emotional component of that. And I love that you guys go beyond the headlines because we've got to see who's driving these headlines on critical race theory, social emotional learning, what's going on. Some of it is straight up politicized. And you have to dig down and see what is my school district's policy on this, what is happening in the classroom, liaising with your teachers as well. Um, All of these decisions go back to local control. And here in the state of California, we have no local control. These decisions are made in Sacramento by legislators. And we're, as conservatives, I'm a conservative, we're outnumbered three to one in the legislature. So sometimes a lot of national media, they give us this 
advice. Oh, go to your school board and speak out. Well, realize in California, these decisions aren't made locally with regard to COVID closures and learning loss. A lot of it takes place in Sacramento. Before we change something locally, we got to change that dynamic happening at the uh, at the local school board, liaise with the teachers' federation, the teachers' unions as well, straight up all the way to the governor. Esther, as an immigration law expert, I saw a recent tweet that just kind of was shocking in a way. I I think it was possibly down in what they call the Friendship Park, and apparently one of these uh, smugglers had gone, maybe swam around the barrier there, uh, right there at the ocean, and he was contending with at least three Border Patrol agents, uh, maybe four. It took about three or four of them to finally apprehend him, and it was in open daylight, and he was... He was coming after the officers and they were backing off. So do you think are the Border Patrol being overwhelmed? And if they are, what needs to be done to reform uh, our current laws or the way we're implementing our policy? Thanks for the question, Larry. Yeah, my day job is as an immigration attorney. I also work on the um, as a representative in the Coronado School Board as a trustee. But my main job is to monitor what's going on at the border. And here in San Diego, that incident that you referred to was made national headlines precisely because he was in a front to our national sovereignty. A Border Patrol agents were being assaulted, accosted, mocked by uh, a a smuggler. Two smugglers were apprehended, and the crowd was watching them, basically egging on Border Patrol officers. And that's what really should be alarming for a lot of Americans. It's like, it's not just that we have border chaos from the Biden administration, is that there is no respect for the law, the border. Um, The people outside our borders see what Americans are reluctant to see. It's we are being denigrated, our laws, our status, in terms of the Western Hemisphere's uh, most successful democracy is being minimalized precisely because of these migrations that are largely being instigated by China, by Russia, which I believe is meant to destabilize America. And a lot of people have thought this was far-fetched. I've been saying it for years. When the first proponents of the border wall came up, it wasn't uh, simply about keeping people out. It was also to um, understand that if democracy failed in Mexico, in Latin America, and Central America, we see a red wave slowly encroaching up all the way to Mexico, from Venezuela to Chile to um, Colombia, all the way through Central America. If that were to happen, that wall serves to protect us from destabilized countries that and anticipating hugely mass migrations, which we're starting to see a cusp of it. Yeah, you know, um, Esther, one of the things that kind of as a related topic that we have heard recently is a Department of State warning about travel into Mexico. And given your expertise and the fact that you work in the area, I mean, what's happening with the safety issues regarding violence occurring in border cities in Mexico? And, And is it safe to travel there uh, right now? 
a great question, and I get that question all the time from uh, church groups, local leaders that want to go uh, visit down and do missionary work. Just look at the headlines. Just last month, the Department of State warned their own employees, don't leave the consulate, stay in place. There's car bombs. There's um, mass chaos caused by the cartels. The mayor of Tijuana told the uh, her own residents, stay in place because there were a series of car bombs. And this was a coordinated attack throughout Mexico in 10 of the largest cities. The reason why this was so unusual, Wendy, was the large scale, the coordination of the cartels throughout the Mexican Republic, basically saying, we can take on the Mexican government, we can cause chaos, if you don't go along with what we want. They're no longer drug cartels, to be clear. They're human trafficking cartels. They um, they deal with humans now, more so than drugs, along with the fentanyl, because it's so much more lucrative and much easier to traffic in the humans that are coming in illegally through the United States this past fiscal year. There's been two million apprehensions. Imagine what, how much money they're making if they're charging seven to eight thousand dollars for each person that's illegally entering the United States. This is a billion-dollar industry. So the short answer with that is, I'll tell you what I do. I don't go to Mexico. I don't go to Cancun. I don't go to Cabo San Lucas. And um, I've had female friends that go to uh, uh, Valle de Guadalupe for wine tasting. They come back, call me, and they say, look what happened to us. Either they were forced to pay a bribe, they were surrounded by police officers um, who wanted a bribe, or they feared for their safety. So um, that's my that's my advice, that's my counsel, but also that of the State Department. Well, uh, Esther, in your opinion, what do you think is the agenda of the United States government in leaving our borders wide open? Because I personally blame our government more than any other government for what's happening down there. And it's really not making good neighbors the way they're doing it. And I, I'm just I like to see what is behind it. I mean, what's the end game for this whole thing? A fentanyl crisis, just two milligrams, I understand, is enough to kill everybody. But there, there's enough fentanyl coming in in one year to kill all of us seven times over. And I don't even know what they plan to do with that. So who, what's behind the U.S. side, do you think? Why are we doing it? That's a great perspective, because we can't control what Mexico or other nations do. We can only ask our federal government to enforce the laws and also to liaise with other countries. I believe that it's intentional. It's purposeful to want to allow for more immigrants to come in and not just displace a lot of American workers, but we have 11 million job openings right now, and that's according to the Department of Labor. And these are blue-collar manufacturing, agricultural, um, just blue-collar types of positions that the average American usually doesn't want to or they expect a higher rate of pay. So I believe if you follow the money, they want uh, this cheap labor. They want Central Americans who, when they come here, they're willing to work under the table and they're earning six to seven times more than what they would earn there. So it's serving a multitude of of, um, interests here. And also on the Republican side, a lot of the Republicans in name only, the rhinos, a lot of the business lobby wants the illegal labor, and we all benefit from it. If you notice how cheap our agriculture is, even our our fruit, our vegetables, when we eat out, we all benefit from it. Even with the skyrocketing inflation, it's still lower than what Europe is facing. 
So I think that's one of the huge drivers. The other thing is uh, something that, as a Christian, I see with our abortion, um, the abortion statistics in 1973, there's been 63 million Americans that were lost through abortion. Those would have been workers, doctors, lawyers, teachers. Instead, what we have is 62 million Latinos in the United States. And that's not a racial replacement theory. That's just demographics that the Word of God tells us, I'll bless a nation if you choose life. But if you don't choose life, I'll bring the foreigner, I'll bring someone else to replace that. And, you know, I happen to believe that's what we're Esther, we have to, we've we've got to leave it there. We're literally up against the break. I could listen to you all day. You have so much wisdom to impart. I want to thank you so much for joining us. We need to take a short commercial break. Please don't touch that dial. We have another amazing segment for you when we return. We will be back in a flash. This is Today with Dr. Wendy. News cycle lowlights have no place here. You're listening to the headline highlights on Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. It's time for more news you can use. The headlines streamline. It's time for more Today with Dr. Wendy. Now here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Welcome back to Today with Dr. Wendy. I'm Wendy Patrick, and we are going to be discussing one of the highlights of the week. Highlights in terms of cases that have really grabbed headlines. Maybe we'll say it that way, because we are the headline highlights. And that is the appointment of a special master and the appeal by the Department of Justice. And uh, that is one of the highlights of the week because it's novel. It's interesting. It's one of these fact patterns that we certainly don't see every day. And I mean, I would say that about the not only the initial search of Mar-a-Lago, but everything that's happened since then. I mean, the the request for a special master to begin with, given that there was already an FBI taint team separating what might be attorney-client privilege information. Special master now, of course, being asked to look at uh, who's been appointed, look at whether or not it's attorney-client privilege, executive privilege. It gets into the weeds a little bit, but as a practical matter, Larry, something everybody can kind of understand, why is this getting so much press and what is the significance of the fact that the Department of Justice is basically disagreeing with the appointment of a special master? Yeah, it's going to be high drama, I think. And yeah. uh, the uh, it was District Judge Eileen Cannon who granted Trump's legal team's request for a special master. They were literally supposed to come up with proposed special master names and telephone numbers, I guess, uh, yesterday, Friday, and today's Saturday. Uh, but on Thursday of this week, the uh, DOJ, Department of Justice, they filed an appeal uh, against the judge's order to prevent a special master from being appointed. And then, you know, common sense, why? Why would you fight that? A special master like a referee, don't you want it to be fair? <laughs> well, you know what's interesting about this whole case? And I mean, I say that with a smile because I'm a lawyer, so are you. But it's interesting to sort of follow the legalities that are swirling around in a novel case, um, fact pattern-wise, I guess. I'll put it that way because a special master isn't what's novel, but a special master to investigate uh, information seized 
from the home of an ex-president. That's what's novel. That's what's never been done before. So when you lay it out that way, you think through, well, should precedent really apply? Is there precedent for separating out what might be private and would need to be returned when you have the a former president's home being raided, searched, whatever you want to talk, whatever you want to call it. But let's add to that, Larry, the fact that this isn't just any former president. This is a former president that's talking about running again. I mean, the whole thing is fascinating legally, um, maybe not so fascinating for the parties involved, because remember, it's not just about what was seized that's of evidentiary value to the ongoing investigation, but it's also about what would seize that's personal in nature and the worry, the concern that some of that might be leaked into the public uh, and that might be leaked and might be to the detriment of, of the family members of the former president um, and also to Donald Trump himself. Remember, Larry, what we know so far that uh, they took his passports, medical records, tax records, um, arguably they would need to, to articulate a nexus to the ongoing investigation into classified documents and the three federal crimes they're investigating to keep those, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, totally. Why did they go into apparently his son's room? What were they looking for there? Why were they in Melania's uh, closet? What were they hoping to find there? And it was just such a broad search. It, it just like it. There is no comparison. And you said it. You said it, I think, uh, just a few seconds ago. He's, he might be running again as president. That is the reason they're doing that, I believe. And listen to what uh, President Trump just said on his own uh, platform, Truth Social. So these, this is what he said. He says, so now the FBI and Biden Department of Justice leakers are going to spend millions of dollars and vast amounts of time and energy to appeal the order on the raid of Mar-a-Lago documents, of the Mar-a-Lago documents hoax, instead of fighting the record-setting corruption and crime that's taking place right before their eyes, they spied on my campaign. They lied to the FISA court. They told Facebook to keep quiet about the Hunter Biden uh, Biden laptop from hell, and and Zuckerberg so much as admitted that on the uh, the Joe Rogan uh, uh, podcast, and now they're going to. They preside over the worst crime wave we've ever seen, and then the crime is running rampant in the big cities, but they're focused on him because he's going to run for office. That's what they're afraid of, because he supports candidates very successfully, and they're afraid of that, too. They're trying to damage the man, in my opinion. You know, what's interesting about um, this whole saga as it's unfolding is um, regardless of whether people are Republican, Democrat or pro-Trump, anti-Trump, the the significance of the appeal of this ruling is something that could happen to a Democratic candidate down the road. You know, when when you look at the parameters of executive privilege, what does that mean? What's covered? What isn't covered? That's an issue that isn't limited to Donald Trump. That's an issue that's going to follow the court system into the future. So I think that might be part of why you do see both sides of this controversy very involved. I mean, they've been briefing, they've been arg- they've been articulating just 
all kinds of arguments and it's they're not citing i mean there isn't precedent they can really cite that's directly on point but they're almost going a little broadly because they recognize whatever precedent is set here by this case is going to follow future presidents and is going to follow future cases of the scope of executive privilege so it's just fascinating on a, a number of levels but let me give you one um timing issue that i see arising uh, however this turns out the fact that an appeal and by the way if that appeal goes to the 11th circuit we know that six of those judges were appointed by former president trump but whatever happens there it's going to tie this case up in litigation which is no doubt going to first go past the midterms and will then be creeping into the time set for the campaigning to begin for the 2024 election and how is that going to work larry i mean the justice department doesn't want to i mean rules aside uh even optics wise they're not going to want to have this stretching into a, a time period where you have the former president now on the ballot again are they uh, I think they will. I think they are so intent in stopping this man that they're not even worried about precedent. I think this is a fishing expedition, and I think they've targeted the man they want to take down or destroy. And now they're just looking for a crime, any crime, that they can try to pin on him. And that's the purpose. So they're not even that concerned about the optics or about taking it uh, right before the next presidential election. They are so intent. And I will include the rhinos on that side, too. He's disrupting the whole administrative state, the whole deep state, as some people say. And that's what's going on, I think. And they're just it's just all hands on board to take this this uh, wonderful man, in my opinion, uh, down. That's what's going on. Now, you got something else on your mind, that Larry, today, too, if that's possible. You always have so many. I don't know how you whittle them down to <laughs> fitting within half an hour. Yes. So I'm going to be talking about uh, Biden's speech. I know it goes back a, a couple of weeks, right? September 1st, he gave that um, kind of ominous speech there in, in Philadelphia. And I'm just calling this, it's not normal. I'm talking about his address where he demonized over 74 million Americans as domestic terrorists. Well, pretty much I disagree with everything he said in that speech. However, When Biden opined, he said this, too much of what's happening in our country is not normal. I did agree with Biden 100% on that point. It's not normal in America to force men and women to have deadly toxins injected into their, uh, uh, into their uh, veins to maintain their employment or their careers. It's a form of blackmail, in my opinion. And this is my commentary, by the way, so it doesn't reflect the station or Wendy. It's not normal in America to have free speech threatened for telling the truth. Since when in America has it been an act of terrorism to speak out against betrayal? of we the people and the American way of life. It's not normal to have witnessed an election in America where a sitting president and presidential candidate who was close to a guaranteed win uh, as anybody could ever be have that win taken away from him in the middle of the night. It's not normal when parents have the FBI turned on them for daring to challenge local school boards over the false teaching of revisionist history. Remember when parents and entire communities were encouraged to address school boards? That was called being responsible back in the day. It's not normal when men and women exercising their constitutional right to assemble and protest are arrested and imprisoned, and in many instances having been deprived of the right to due process as Marcus, uh, Marxist politicians uh, 
use the January 6th uh, Washington rally uh, to, to do these people. What about the 540-plus civil disturbances that occurred in the summer of 2020? Why aren't they going down and hunting those people down? I agree with Biden when he says uh, what's taking place is not normal. It's not normal to deprive parents of their God-given rights under natural law to protect their children. It's not normal to call the murder of babies women's health care. That's pagan and backwards as it gets. It's not normal when the first Biden uh, thing he does after he got in office is to cut off all drilling for oil, all oil leases to basically cripple our energy industry. That's not normal. Now we're paying, I don't know, five, six, seven dollars a gallon for gas. That's not normal. But I do agree that it isn't normal for we the people. But sadly, it's very normal for Biden and the leftists who are controlling him. I am so glad you got all that out of your system, Larry. You must feel a lot better. I do. (laughs) (laughs) I know you also agree when um, President Biden uh, agreed that we are made in the image of God. Hey, man. We both both celebrated that statement. On board on that. Um, We are going to have to sign off here, but I want to tell you, we are going to have some great guests coming up in the next couple of weeks. We're going to have uh, Dr. Robert Malone, who invented uh, the mRNA technology, which very excited to have him. We may try to get somebody to talk about um, Queen Elizabeth II and uh, King Charles. We're all getting used to that. Um, But whatever you do this weekend, have a wonderful, safe time. We love having you with us on Saturday nights. You're listening to today with Dr. Wendy, and we are going to see you next week. God bless you. Thank you for joining us for Today with Dr. Wendy. You can learn more about Dr. Wendy and how to become a guest or sponsor of the show by visiting wendypatrickphd.com. That's wendypatrickphd.com. Tune in every week at this same time as Dr. Wendy will engage and inspire you with an upbeat viewpoint on the highlights of the day. This has been Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.